Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. All right, welcome to the Patriots post-game show. Oh, I mean, <laughs> it, uh, you, just, you just can't. Spags, man, uh, it just doesn't. It, I mean, it's. I, 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 don't, I don't have any freaking words, man. All they have to do is win today, and you have a chance, and they can't beat the freaking Texans. What the hell? Yeah, I mean, it, it's. It's frustrating. Um, it seems to me every week they play to the level of their opponent, right? You go, you date all the way back to week two in Seattle. That was the first true test for this team. They went down there. They were an inch away from pulling that one out, right? Then you go to last week when everybody had counted them out. I kind of had a weird feeling they'd be able to string together a good game and, and at least make it competitive. They pull out a win. Then today they face a 2-7 and seven team. They can't get off the field on third down. They can't get stops. You know, consistently just getting torched uh, through the middle of the field. Um, and, and like you said, their path to the playoffs, it was so slim. They had no room for error. And it started today. You can't drop games like that. That's just what bad teams do is they're just too inconsistent. And like I said, it's four, four out of their six losses now. They have come down to the uh, – they've had a chance to tie or win the game with, in the closing minutes. I think under two and a half minutes they've had a chance in four of those six games in their own form. Right. You, you split with two of those, we have a different season. Well, that's it. That's it. I mean, you, all you have to do is win half of those games. You don't have to win them all. You don't have to win all four, right? A great teams win all four of those games, right? But even a decent team wins two out of those four. Even if you win two out of four, you're six and four instead of four and six. And, and that makes all the difference in the world. Because now at six and four, you're right in the playoff one. You have a chance. Baltimore lost today, which is beautiful. But Baltimore lost today again. And so now you look at it and say, okay, we have a chance to make the playoffs. And now at four and six, you're on the outside, you're on the outside looking in. And, and I, I would venture to say that you have almost no chance of making the playoffs. I mean, technically, they're not officially eliminated. But they got a really tough matchup coming against Arizona this weekend. And, you know, they've struggled defensively. They've really struggled defensively. And Arizona has obviously a high-powered offense. Um, maybe didn't show it quite as much uh, this week, you know, against Seattle. But but they have a pretty high-powered offense. And they got 10 days rest because they played on Thursday night. So they're going to be hungry, coming into New England, wanting to knock off the Patriots. Patriots lose again. And, you know, you're talking about four and seven. The season's definitely over with the last five games. You're not going to win out and even finish nine and seven. And I don't think nine and seven even get you into the playoffs in the AFC this year. The AFC is pretty loaded this year. So uh, it's frustrating. And like you said, I mean, four, four chances. You get four chances and you can't win any of those games. And that's, that's the difference between a good team and a bad team. There's not much difference between – and listen, I shouldn't say a bad team. Patriots aren't a bad team. They're just not very good. Right, you're talking about really bad teams like the Jets and you know and other teams like that, but like they're not a good team, and so that's the difference. You got to win those games, and the Patriots haven't been able to do it, and they haven't been able to do it all year long. 
And they're looking at, and it's kind of a worst-case scenario. Uh, and, and I hate saying this because, and Mitchell, you brought it up, why do you, why do we want to land? You're, you're, you know, very cool with, you know, being able to have a high draft pick. And right now, where they are, <laughs> they're probably a 7-9, and 8-8 eight eight team, realistically. And then where, where's that getting you? Right? I mean, you're probably going to pick anywhere between 14 and 18 right. uh, with the expanded playoffs. So, and I, I don't want to talk about tanking and tank for this, tank for that, because it doesn't work. But now, you know, for Patriots fans, I had the book open on the playoffs two weeks ago. I didn't. Then last week really turned my head. I said, okay, Cam's starting to pull it together. And I think he played well today. I think credit where it's due. Uh, they didn't lose because of him, certainly. I thought he made some big-time throws. Um you know, they just couldn't get stops at the right time. That that just really cost them. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's closed now. This is it. It's uh, you, you need a lot of things to go your way, and you basically need to win out, which I think both of those are pretty impossible. Even right. considering the fact that there's a seventh playoff team, it's just too loaded at the at the top of the or at the bottom of the AFC. Well, and that's and that's the issue, you know. And I just think, look, at a certain point, right? You have to look at this team and think, you know. They had what's frustrating for me is that they have a chance. Like they're a decent team. They're not terrible. They're not getting blown out every week. They have they're in all of these games. They have a chance to win all of these games and they don't. And that's the frustrating part for me. Sure, you want you lose some games. Yeah, you lose it. It is what it is. Like, you know, that's not the end of the world. And again, them not making the playoffs and getting a top 15 pick isn't going to be the worst thing. But the problem is, is that they're not going to lose out. It's not like they're going to finish the season you know, what, 4-12, and 12. it's not going to happen. They're going to win some of these games. And, yes, the Chargers, they should probably beat the Chargers because they don't have a good record either. But, like, okay, the Cardinals are coming to town next week. Should they beat the Cardinals? Probably not. They should probably lose that game. But they could win. The Rams, they're playing in L.A. Should they beat the Rams? Probably not. But they could win. They're going to Miami. Should they lose that game? Yup. But, they like, that's the problem is that the Patriots are – they're Jekyll and Hyde. They play really well some games, and they probably – Played really poorly other games, and so that's the frustrating part for me. Listen, you're going to be bad, you're going to be bad. It is what it is, and I think that Patriots fans have been spoiled for a very long time. You know, we want we want to win the championship every year, right? We want to be competing for the championship every year, and I get it, right? We can't do that forever. And Belichick has has been pretty candid about that, about you know salary cap space and and everything else. And of course, people can hate on him for that all they, all they want. But the fact is, is that just look at just look at the way that they drafted, okay, before a few years ago before last year, really, you were drafting guys who would come in and be fill-in guys on a championship roster. And now you have to shift your focus to be drafting guys that have high upside that, but can also contribute right away. And I think that that's something that it's, it's a philosophical change for them where, okay, I'm not trying to draft a need that I might need. I'm trying to draft players that can contribute long-term because I have a young team to come in, play right away, and then contribute long-term. And I think that that's a philosophical change that's happened for them, even in the draft room. And I think that that's something that we have to get used to. But, I mean, it's just it's frustrating because – and that's, that's frustrating for me. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, kind of shifting focus here, like you said, he started to talk about – you know what's ahead here. Obviously, tough task versus Arizona. I think for that game, you got to hope for some bad weather because <laughs> um, I don't think they have the speed. I think it's similar to to San Francisco and, and Seattle with the way they play their high speed. You know, 
uh, can get behind you. That's a tough battle. Obviously, Kyler Murray's playing great football. Um, and, and like I said, you got to win out. you got to win out, really. Um, and those three divisional games in the year are no joke besides the Jets. You know, two in L.A. is difficult. Uh, and then Arizona. So, I mean, shift in focus now, it's it's draft season in New England for sure. <laughs> it's time to break out the mock drafts uh, pretty early this year um, and, and certainly see who will be taking and, and address some of these needs because, like you said, they got to get younger at some slots and some key spots. I think it would be interesting to do see what they do at the quarterback position. I do feel that Cam Newton will be back um, at a pretty realistic price. I, I don't think it's as high as people think, maybe a 16-20 range. And I think he'd go out, and if you truly don't think Jared Sims the guy, which all signs point to him not being, I think he'd go out and you, and you draft the kid early. You know, you need some speed and playmaking ability, a wide receiver. Definitely need some help. Um along the, the front seven, both at, you know, in the middle and, and at linebacker and on the edge. So uh, this is a time where they got to get this draft right because they're kind of paying the price a little bit here for, for the last three. But, hey, uh, obviously, condole, you know, prayers for Rex Burkhead. That was, a, that was a brutal injury. He's been one of the bright spots this year. Um, true Patriot plays so hard, and that was tough to see. And then, obviously, Isaiah Wynn, too, who's just – talk about unlucky, man. I mean, three straight years now with – with injuries, that one didn't look good either. Obviously, you haven't heard the diagnosis on it, but uh, they need him. They need him. Yeah, let's hope that's an ankle and not a knee. But uh, but we'll see. I mean, you know, the Rex Burkett one. I mean, they would they wouldn't even show the the replay on it. It was so bad. So, which is not good. And of course, same could be said for Joe Burrow. Of course, uh, you know, front runner for the uh, for the rookie of the year, and he gets folded up on like that. And uh, you know, similar to gives you visions of Tom Brady in 2008. And, uh, you know, you never like to see that, obviously, especially with the young kids, you know. And, I mean, we'll see what happens. It's 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 a frustrating year in New England. It is. And, and I don't blame people for being frustrated. But, again, what it does is it also brings some, some sign of, of things to come. I think Kyle Duggar had a pretty good game. The thing about Kyle Duggar, he's great in the run game. He struggles covering the pass, and, and that's and that's not surprising from a rookie safety. It's not surprising at all from a rookie safety, but he really struggled today against those tight ends. And Jawan Williams is out there for a snap or two, and he struggles against against Aikens as well. So, you know, they they didn't play well against the pass in the first half, and they and they shut it down a little bit. Uh, they mostly shut it down for the most part, really, the entire second half. I mean, they were down what twenty one to ten at the half. And so they only allowed six points in the entire second half. So it was just they couldn't get it going enough offensively. The problem is you build a deep enough hole with this team that you have and you just can't get over the hump. Third and ten, not going to happen. you know. And the frustrating thing, and, and what people are going to question, right, is, is the Damian Harris, another young, good-looking player, they rush him for five times in the first drive, and the next three drives he has three carries total. It's just like – they went away from what they were doing well. Now, ball, um, sorry, Houston did a good job of of kind of shifting their focus to try to take away Damian Harris. But at from the from a Patriots perspective, I don't understand what they were thinking there. I mean, it just it didn't make any sense for them to go away from the run for such a long period of time. And then they, of course, you know, Burke gets hurt on on the toss play on third and one, and you're just like, what are you doing? You don't have a guy blocking out front. It's not Damian Harris. It's Rex Burkett out there. I don't know why. It just it didn't seem to make any sense. So if if you knew Damian was going to be on a pitch count, right, if he was hurt or banged up or whatever the case may be, 
you activated Sony Michelle. Why wasn't he in the game? That I, I just I didn't understand their philosophy there. If you're gonna run the either commit to run the ball with Harris or don't. If you're not gonna, that's fine. But don't do it initially and then back away from it when you're having success with it. It just didn't make any sense. And so, you know, frustrating from a coaching standpoint and from, from a playing standpoint, of course. But again, I think some of those bright spots, you know, you see Duggar, you see Uche had a decent game. You know, Winovich has looked good, although he didn't look great today. He looked, he's looked good so far. So, you know, and uh, obviously on Wayne, has looked good. And so it's like, so that you have some bright spots coming up, but, you know, frustrating here from an execution standpoint and also really from, from a play calling, from a coaching standpoint. Yeah, to your point about Michelle, I think Ivan Fears made a comment this week saying, you know, we're, we're glad to have him back. we got to get him in football shape. So I think that might have been it. Uh, and then obviously the way Damian ran the ball last last week, it's like, okay, we have, we're kind of in no rush to get this guy back. And he ran real hard the first two drives when they, they, couldn't, they couldn't stop him. He was getting the edge, you know, making guys miss, you know, positive yards. Every time he touches the ball, to get, it's at least a game, I mean, He's averaging like five yards a carry, but you know what I'm saying. Every time he touches the ball, it's like a gain of three or four yards, given every time. So, um, yeah, I think from now on, it's just you got to start looking, getting these rookies and these young guys some more some more snaps than they're used to. I think we saw a lot of Duggar today, a lot of Uche, um, a lot of Winovich, obviously in his second year. So it's getting these guys more snaps, getting them more exposure uh, to try to get them ready for next year. I think at this point, it's. You know, take it another week, week by week, take it one game at a time, see what happens. Obviously, they're going to play to win and, and want to win games. You just have to hope the chips fall in your favor. But I think in the meantime, uh, it's a good chance to, to kind of showcase these young kids and see what you got moving forward because, like I said, this is a big off season you're going into, not to look too, too far ahead, but uh, a lot of cap space. You know, they'll have a lot of draft picks again. they got a compensatory pick for Brady and, and Van Noy and Collins and obviously um, – I think they got a first, two seconds, three thirds, and obviously a fourth, fifth, and sixth, and that'll change as, as the draft come, uh, gets a little closer here. But um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's weird. We're talking this far ahead. It's not even Thanksgiving, Pat. <laughs> yeah, no, n- not not a good thing. Although I will say, which I'm a young kid, Devin Asiasi eligible to come off of IR this week, so we'll see if that happens or not. Uh, but of course, we've been waiting for him to come back for quite a while, and so hopefully. Uh, you know, he'll be back and, and ready to contribute, hopefully. And that's really the key. I mean, I think the rest of the year, you really have to start giving these kids a look. And Demir Bird looked great today, of course. Jacoby Myers had a great game last week. Nikhil played okay this week. Um, you know, you're still looking for him to make some better plays, of course, you know. And it's hard. I mean, I'm, for I, him, I, it's just like it's like it's one step forward, two steps back with him. And I've used that analogy with you most of the times today, but for, it's yeah. true. Like it is, he'll make a big catch, you know, make, make a good play here. He'll make some, make something happen with the ball in his hands in space. And then obviously a generous spot there on that third down. I think yeah. it was like there, you got to know where the sticks are, man. You know what I mean? Like that was generous. I don't think he got that. Um, and you know, he just doesn't look comfortable. Looks almost timid catching the ball. Um, like I said, he played good today. I mean, granted, his, the bar is set so low, so what do you really – I mean, you're talking last week, so. Right. And, and you know, I, I'm going to – what I'm going to try to do is stop comparing him to to everyone else, to the guys that they, they got taken after him because it's just not fair to him to compare him to guys like A.J. Brown who had a ridiculous touchdown today 
you know, DK Metcalf, who's been, who's been playing out of his mind. So, you know, I, I'm, I just, I, I need to stop doing that because it's not fair to him. And, and I mean, I think, Pat, not to cut you off, but they haven't got real production in that position in so long, other than Julian Edelman. Like, right. really, I mean, okay, Brandon Cooks came in for a year. That At that time, he's the top 10 receiver in the league. Like, and he's a burner. He's playing with Tom Brady. Like, other than that, man, like, has that really been a bread and butter position for them, both drafting and acquiring? Like, they have guys who come in and they'll chip in 30 to 35 catches a year, and that's fine. When they have Brady and they, you know, they have multiple guys who can make big catches like Amendola and Edelman, now, you know, you lose that quarterback a lot of – rely more on those receivers and those guys that are drafted high and they invest high in it's just like is this is this system quote unquote system i hate the word but is it wide receiver friendly i don't know like how, how would Nikhil harris uh do in in seattle or one of those other places like you know i don't know if they're holding him back a little bit right well and that's so interesting and that's one of the things that people talk about you know pittsburgh being so good at developing wide receivers and and uh, and of course i'm not saying that pittsburgh hasn't done a great job developing. I'm not, I'm not making that claim at all. I'm just saying that there's got to be a reason why every time Pittsburgh drafts a wide receiver is good, right? It's not like they they have some secret sauce over there that all of a sudden this guy is great. What happens to those guys when they leave? They're not they're not amazing players when they leave. Now, of course, Antonio Brown's a different story, right? But like the guys when they leave aren't like amazing top of the top of the league players. They excel in that system because it's set up in a position for them to for them to be great and i don't know and it's a great point by you i don't know if this system is set up for them to be great now that doesn't mean that Nikhil would be better in another system i don't know right if they drafted aj brown would he be better than than uh, than Nikhil harry probably yeah probably like we can't we can't attribute everything to that but the fact is is that you know you have to look around and just say well there's got to be a reason why no wide receivers ever work here and even a guy like Brandon LaFell, like LaFell was a pretty good player. Brandon Lloyd was a pretty good player. And they had decent years, but they were never real playmakers. And so that's, you know, it's like the, it, this offense is almost set up to have guys that are two to three, right? Twos or threes and not really number one receivers. And so, exactly. And, that, and that's what Bird sorry. and Myers and Harry, Harry's like a three, four, but Bird and Myers are a stretch two on – you know, any team that's in the playoff hunt. Now, he's a good right. player. He's done well here. Don't get me wrong, but you have a lot of issues when that's your number one on a, on a week-to-week basis, those two. I mean, they're great, you know, cute little players that great stories and can certainly play in the league, but I have a tough time competing and playing for a championship every year if those are your number one options. Well, and the other thing, too, you got to think about, right, is that the Patriots for so long – their offense revolved around timing. Everything was timing, 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 timing. And what do you need for timing? You need practice time. You need practice time. You need time together. You need time to work on it. They had, you know, Cam comes in in July. They have a shortened offseason. They have no preseason games. He gets COVID, so he's out for a few weeks. Like they And and, and not, not just that, Cam's not the type of player. He's not. He is not a... I'm going to take a step back. Once I hit my third step, it's gone. He's not that. He's not that guy. He's never been that guy, really. And he sure as heck isn't that guy right now. He takes forever to get rid of the ball, and he delivered some very good passes today. The the, the throw to Demir Bird was a fantastic deep throw. It was a great throw at the um, there for that touchdown. But you know, he's just he also has a bunch of plays where if he doesn't set his feet correctly, it's a bad throw. The, and you know, I, I specifically think about. 
the throw, the throws to the sideline, one to Bird that was initially called a catch that ended up not being a catch, and the two throws to Harry on the other sideline, where you just got to hit that guy. And James White, they had, they had a one to James White as well, where White was coming out of the flat, uh, and he just missed him. And you know, you just you can't do that as an NFL quarterback. And I don't know, again, I don't know, is it because Cam was injured and you know things still aren't 100 percent healthy or what the reasoning is, but. Cam just still doesn't look great. And he's looked good. He's played well. He's given them everything that they can ask for. But is he going to be the guy in this system to take them to the next level? And I just I don't see how that's the case. Even if you get more weapons, I don't see how that's the case because the way they run it is a timing system where the ball has to be accurate and on time. And most times with him, it's not on time. It's usually accurate. But it's not on time, and if he doesn't get his feet right or if there's guys in his face, it's typically not accurate either. So, uh, you know, that's a concern moving forward. Not this year. Not the losing has isn't him. It's not on him. You know, one or two games maybe were on him. The losing now is not on him, right? But I'm talking about moving forward into the future. Is this a guy that you're gonna, you think you're going to really win with? And unless they're going to change their offense from what it's been – I, I just don't see how that's I was just going to say, they, they didn't change it much. I thought we'd see it. And, of, of course, there's some wrinkles in there that are, are certainly different than what they did with Tom, right? I mean, just because they're two different quarterbacks and play different styles. But for the most part, it's pretty much the same thing we've seen for the last, you know, 15 to 20 years. Um, and like you said, I don't know if that's a quarterback to do it. I do think, um, you know, he, we're hard on him for sure. I, I think – the last, really since the San Francisco game, he's turned it around. I mean, he's been a top seven quarterback in the league. He played very well today. He's definitely getting it. It's clicking. He's delivering the ball in time. He's throwing some nice balls. Um, today wasn't on him. I mean, yeah, they scored 20 points. Um, but I think they get away from the run game there. That, that certainly would have helped them. Defense couldn't get off the field, couldn't get timing stops. Uh, so a lot, a lot falls on on the defensive shoulders. I think Cam, Cam will be good. I, I, I do think just given their options, I don't think there's much out there. Obviously, you can go through the draft, but I don't think any person you bring in right now can succeed with this personnel around them as a rookie right away. Um, and then you have Cam. I think it'll be a relatively cheap deal. I think he wants to stay here. Um, would make the most sense for the next you know, two to three years to kind of get you to that next guy, whoever that may be. No, I mean, you certainly might be right. And that's, and so we'll see what, we'll see what ends up happening there. It's just frustrating for me to, to watch. And, you know, again, it's, it's one of those things where yes, the personnel is an issue, but it's also, I think it also comes back to the coaching. I mean, what Houston was the, had the 32nd overall run defense. You slam the ball down their throat the first drive, and then you get away from it. It just didn't. It didn't make any sense. It was just like you're succeeding. You know, you're succeeding with Harris, and not only that, not only were you succeeding with it, but from an offensive perspective, O line, you know, and and even the receivers that are getting into the blocking, those guys thrive off of that. They love that stuff, and so you're you're killing them. You're pounding the rock down their throat, and then. Wait, you switched to a passing game? It just it didn't it didn't make any sense. You weren't running the ball with Cam, you weren't running the ball with Harris, and then it's like okay, then you get cute. You bring in 
Burkhead, you bring in James White. Oh, maybe we'll run it up the middle a little bit. Maybe we'll do this. Run out of shotgun. It just, they just, I felt like they had an opportunity to take the game over and they just didn't do it. And, and that's, that's the frustrating part. And maybe, listen, maybe part of it was after you scored the touchdown, Houston just walked right down the field and completely decimated your defense. And maybe they looked at it and panicked and said, oh, shoot, we're going to have to keep up with them. But to me, you can't let that affect your game plan. And, you know, if that's the case, shame on the Patriots for doing that because you're a running team and you're playing against a team that's terrible against the run and you didn't run it enough. And that's, to me, is inexcusable. And Cam, again, pretty good day throwing the ball. But, I mean, you could you had a chance to control the clock and score, and you, and you couldn't do that. And not only that, but, you know, throwing on first and second down is fine. But when you're throwing on first or second down or you're running out of the shotgun with James White on first down and you're picking up no yards, now you get third and ten. And this team, this offense, can't handle third and ten. They can't handle it. And so – you have to understand that and try to put your team in the best position to be successful. And frankly, they didn't do that today. They did. They didn't do enough of that today, unfortunately. And, and it's, it's frustrating. And you feel like they had a chance to win and, you know, and have the playoffs in their, in their sights. And again, right. And, you know, Mitch mentioned it, Mitchell mentioned it in, in the chat, like, yes, like, sure. Like let's lose because now at this point we just tank and, and, and whatever, we just go from there. Like it is what it is. But the frustrating thing is that before today you had a chance and you know, as much as sure we can play for next year and everything else and that's fine. And we can look forward to all that crap, but like it would have been nice. It would have been nice to look forward and say, Hey, let's see if we can win a playoff game, you know? And, uh, and and it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Unfortunately. No, like you said, another another aggravating weekend. Um, the Jets game was aggravating for me, but hey, the win's a win. And last week it was awesome. I mean, we had it was one of the more impressive wins we've seen from Belichick in, in a long time, and things were going and clicking in the right direction. But typical trap game, right? These are these games that pop up on the Patriots schedule on every team schedule across the league. It's like, ah, oh, you know, <laughs> I said to you, Mary, I was like, Patriots are favored by two points. That, that's ridiculous, but. Vegas knows things, you know, stuff happens like that where they just you fall into these traps and you get behind in games and you can't figure it out. And it just seems like every game for them uh, this year, they're finding themselves looking up and trying to claw their way back in games, and it's just not a recipe for, for success here in this league. Sure isn't. I do have some, uh, I do have some good breaking news for, uh, for Boston sports fans. Jason Tatum. Just agreed to a five-year, one hundred ninety-five million million dollar extension. Let's go. So JT locked up long term. So that's exciting. So some good news coming out of today from the Boston sports world, at least not on not on the football field, but but some good news coming out of the uh, Boston sports world. But anyways, I think that about wraps up the uh, the post game. I mean, just a little vent session for us. I mean, it's frustrating, guys. It's frustrating, and we are in. Unfortunately, it seems like we're in for the long haul. Uh, and, you know, this is not going to end anytime soon. The Patriots are not in a position where they are going to all of a sudden magically turn it around. Uh, we're hoping, even if they had won today, it was still kind of a long shot for them to make the playoffs, but at least they had a shot. And uh, unfortunately, they don't anymore. Well, again, not mathematically eliminated, but, you know, 
the chances of winning are are minuscule at this point. And so it's unfortunate, but learn to live with it. And again, we'll uh, like you said, we'll get that the uh, the mock draft fight up early this year. For sure. Take care, everyone. We'll talk to you next week. See you guys.